Hello, and welcome to ADHD Essentials, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brendan Mahan. I'm a former teacher and mental health clinician turned ADHD coach, trainer, and consultant. I can be reached at brendan at adhdessentials.com. Here at ADHD Essentials, we help families develop the skills and knowledge needed to better manage attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Visit ADHDessentials.com for more details. What's up, team? The next round of the ADHD Essentials online parent coaching groups launches on Monday, October 14th. If you're interested in joining, go to ADHDessentials.com slash parentgroups or email me at brendan at ADHDessentials.com to sign up for a free information session to learn how they work and whether they're right for you. Registration closes on Friday, October 4th, and both groups are already filling up. The link, of course, is in the show notes. Also, coming up on Tuesday, October 8th, you can join Eric Tivers and me for October's ADHD Rewired Q&A. This live Q&A event is a blast. We do it every month, and it's always fun and informative. Go to ADHDrewired.com events to register. Welcome to ADHD Essentials. It's that time of year again. The leaves are turning, acorns litter the ground, the air is becoming chilly. It's the season of pumpkin spice. Some of you are excited about it, some of you might think it's overrated, but for years now, it's been going on and people are still losing their minds about it. Why is pumpkin spice so exciting for so many people? It's because it's a special event. It adds an interesting twist to ordinary, commonplace things, like coffee, pancakes, and muffins. And it's only available for a little while. So what does this have to do with ADHD? The ADHD brain loves unique experiences, and it loves reward. Pumpkin spice, because of its limited time frame, is a unique experience. And for some, the unique flavor it adds to their food is certainly a reward. People with ADHD need a little pumpkin spice every now and then to help motivate them. Something that adds an interesting twist to an activity that has become boring and uninteresting. Just don't keep the twist up for too long, or it too will become boring and uninteresting. So we've got to make it clear that the twist will not be a regular event. We have to keep it on a fixed time frame as best we can. Here's a few scenarios of how to use pumpkin spice to increase motivation. Things that come directly from my life and practice. First, one for my life. My kids have chores that they do, you know, most of the time. But there's bigger tasks, like raking leaves, that it's harder to get them engaged in, and that they often struggle with, especially when they were younger. But even when they were six, they helped me rake leaves and shovel snow and those sorts of things. And the reason they did it was because I paid them. I know, not always the best plan. But paying kids for chores goes back into time immemorial, and I have a unique way of doing it. First, they don't get paid for their regular chores. Those are just expected of them. For these unique chores that are bigger and only happen every so often, I take a look at the job they need to do and then I decide how much it's worth. So I might look at the front yard and go, I feel like this is worth 10 bucks. And then I tell them, this job is worth $10. They typically agree to help, they rake the leaves, and then when they're done, or when they tell me they're done, I ask them, how much do you think you earned? So now there's a little bit of feedback happening. Sometimes Nate's like, five bucks. Usually he's right. Sometimes Gavin's like, I think I got seven. Sure, 
I ask them, if you want to keep going, you can get all 10, but if you want to be done now, you can take the $5 or $7 or whatever. And they make the call. But this unique twist helps them stay engaged. It's limited. This stuff only happens when there's leaves to rake and snow to shovel. Every now and then, maybe a big task like cleaning out the garage or something like that can be added. But it's not an all-the-time thing. And that fun little feedback tool that I throw in also keeps them engaged. It makes it unique. It's a little extra level of reward because I'm not telling them that they have to keep going until they earn all 10 bucks. I'm just telling them, what do you think you earned? And then if I disagree and I think it's more, I give them more. If I think it's less, I tell them I think it's less. And then usually they do a little bit more work to get all the way to $5 or whatever. That's one structure. Another scenario came with a family client that I had. Their daughter was in elementary school and she hated doing homework. She usually did it, but every day was a battle. So I recommended that they throw a little pumpkin spice into the struggle. Knowing how much the daughter loved chocolate, I advised the parents to tell her that for the next week, every time she did her homework without argument, she would get a Hershey kiss after dinner. It didn't work perfectly. She missed out on three of her seven potential Hershey kisses because she argued with her parents twice and once she didn't do any homework at all. But the week ended well, and her parents made it clear that they were proud of her for doing a much better job on her homework overall. And the family battles over homework were much less frequent in the following weeks, though they did give her the occasional Hershey kiss once a week for the next month just because they were proud of her improved behavior, which helped reinforce that behavior. But even that ended after a month. I should add, it was seven nights because they included reading as part of the homework, and they did that on Saturday and Sunday night as well. My final scenario was a 15-year-old client of mine who was just struggling to get his homework done towards the end of the school year last year. He just couldn't seem to sit down and get it started. He usually struggled a little bit in this area, but as the year wound down, things had gotten worse. In talking to him and his parents about the problem, I recommended, again, a little bit of pumpkin spice recognizing that the recent burst of nice weather might have something to do with his struggles because he loved to go outside so much, I advise that he just work outside on the family's deck. And this little change helped him power through the last few weeks of school. He even told me that he felt like he could focus much better during that time. So how do we use pumpkin spice? First, it's best used to manage unique challenges or when the ADHD person is just stuck. Make sure it's a positive reward. Make sure it's unique. And make sure it has a limited time frame, a week or a month at the most. Communicate clearly that it will not be happening again anytime soon. And make sure your kid knows when it starts and when it ends. This pumpkin spice approach to motivation works best, again, when unique challenges arrive. It can be very helpful when people with ADHD go through a period of increased difficulty with motivation and productivity or when there's just something new to start that they're not comfortable with yet. Just like coffee shops and bakeries keep coming up with new uses for Autumn's favorite flavoring, there's no limit to how this pumpkin spice approach to motivation can be used. I've shared a few examples. Feel free to email me with any ideas you have. I'd love to hear from you. Hey, you're still here. Nice. Thanks for staying focused all the way through. If you have any thoughts or questions about today's episode, feel free to email me at brendan at ADHDessentials.com. And don't forget to check out the website, 
ADHDessentials.com and visit our Facebook community. I'm looking forward to talking to you again next week. In the meantime, keep focusing on improvement over perfection. 10% better is all you need.